Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another episode of the Akash and Friends podcast. It is I, Akash, and today's friend is very old friend, and and I don't mean that by <laughs> age, but by virtue of how long we have been friends. Actually, maybe also by age. Please give it up mentally, or however as Saurabh puts it, give a mental round of hey, applause man, to my up? good friend Suman Kumar. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming and being a part of this and wearing your favorite T-shirt that I that of mine. Yeah, please don't mind the hair. I haven't cut my hair in four months, so. <laughs> really, look at this. This I don't know what happened. My mom gave me some. Uh, 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 so I'm in home quarantine. Oh, I don't know if you can. Why? Uh, see, yes, I'm in I'm in home quarantine because uh, I All went right. to Gurgaon okay. for an ad shoot. And uh, it turns out when you land in Delhi, you don't get quarantine. But if you land good, in good. Bombay, you get quarantine. I, I think it's a weeks. good practice. I have no. I don't know. I I might have another shoot, so the only way out is to wait for seven right. days and take a okay. test. Uh, I I have a feeling I'm going to be taking a lot of <laughs> COVID tests this year. If, uh, if somebody <laughs> had told us uh, even mid March that you know life is going to turn itself on its head, I don't think anybody would have believed that. I mean, it's 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 insane, man. It's it's the yeah. I think that's the problem, right? Yeah. Like nobody did believe in even in January, <laughs> Feb. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hope uh, more than uh, the physical health, you know, the the mental health aspect of it is crippling. It's uh, yeah, it's tough to cope with this hmm. shit. Right, it must be so stressful for you because uh, uh, you know you doctor, have yeah. you, your exactly. wife is a doctor and, and 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 you have a kid at home. So we keep and yeah, has and that's one thing. I I like a uh, an idiot went and told her thing. Why don't you take leave? Why do you have to? And she said, if I don't step up now, there is no point of uh, my being a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and I think uh, and it's scary also, right? Because so many of my friends who are in post graduation seats right now, all across yeah. the country, doing various different things. Uh, they're all being yes. made to do COVID duty. Uh, they're not even getting a salary uh, for doing COVID duty. Uh, in fact, they are paying fees to essentially wow. end up going and doing COVID duty. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, man. I I feel like uh, uh, I think in our country, you no, know, generally people have this idea that. Oh, you know, we we did the the uh, aesthetic thing of saying praise doctors, but let's not actually do anything systemic so that there are more doctors or that doctors have no, better I, facilities. I, yeah, you're right. We don't respect uh, our know. doctors. Yeah. Yeah, we don't respect anything. No, our whole approach only is this uh, surface level thing of, uh, uh, you know, of make a show of the fact that you respect somebody, but don't do the things that you would yeah. have done if you actually respected <laughs> someone. Right. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Uh, sidetrack. Every <laughs> every episode has been sidetracked yes. little bit by the COVID thing. I don't want to make too much of it. Uh, uh, but thank you for being on. If you don't know who Suman Kumar is, Suman Kumar is a comedian and a writer. He's written books and he's written shows and and he's written one show that I think is one of the best shows to have come out of India in recent years. It's called Family Man. Now some of you are thinking, is that the one on Hostar? No, that's not the one on Hostar. That's Special Ops. This one is Family Man. Similar but different guy. Um, uh, playing the lead, you know, one as Manoj Bajpayee and one as KK Menon, uh, and uh, I think Manoj Bajpayee and KK Menon are the same guy, but they grew up in different cities. Uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know, as artists, as actors, I I would slot them in the you know same room. They they have a you know that uh, yeah yeah. I mean uh, NSD slash whatever film institute vibe you get from them, and, and I've I've seen. 
I mean, I yeah. I got the best seat to uh, you know in the room to watch uh, that man perform. He's astoundingly. Uh, is astoundingly great. I mean, it was uh, like as a writer, you write something, you write a particular scene, and you have something in your mind. But uh, when you see an actor take it and like you know elevate it, now that that is that's that is uh, yeah. the magic of uh, cinema and film, I guess. Because uh, whereas you know, as in a book, you know, you are the writer, producer, director, everything. It's it's you. It's just one execution. But yeah. in cinema, it's like you know, many artists. take your you know uh, writing and they add their own magic to it be yeah. it actors or composers uh, uh, or directors for that matter yeah. and editors every storyteller who comes to the table like you know just it's it's amazing and uh, for 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 a noob uh, i'm i'm making my baby steps in the uh, film world so for me it's all like you know it's wondrous and magical Yeah, I I remember discussing this on Bijoy's episode as well. That you know, I think film is the epitome of human creativity, right? Everybody, every th- creative thing we do as humans yeah. is is required and, in making a film. It, it's one right. thing. It, it's it's it reflects the world itself. Like you know, the probability of a meteor hitting the Earth and you know destroying it is is high, but somehow we managed to survive. Like, um, like you know, Bill Bryson says in his book, uh, uh, "A Short History of Nearly Everything." He he talks about how the yeah. probability of creating a protein is one in like a few millions or even a billion. I don't yeah. know. But then it yeah, happens naturally billions, in the yeah. in the in, in in the world, in the natural world, in in nature. But to I mean, it, it it happened once, right? Like that's that's what it yes, always boils yes, down yes, to. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, it only had to happen once, and and that's the that's the beauty of it, right? Throughout history, you know, any one of our genetically, you know, previous ancestors could have, you know, like the first multi-cell organism could have just had a rock fall on, yeah. and the story would have ended there. Right? And, and, yeah, and it didn't. Uh, that's when you know I'm reminded of this quote. I think it's it was uh, an art director who told me this. He said, uh, "Greatness is also about not taking yourself too seriously," and. is right in the sense that you know yeah. we all plan so much and we like you know we build so much but then all of it can go up in air like that i mean for the pandemic is an example i'm just saying like we, wow we came back in a yeah. full circle <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's unavoidable man uh, you started your life off in a yeah. small town uh, uh, uh i was born in chennai and and i was in because chennai is my mom's uh, hometown but uh, we were based out of chittur in andhra andhra so uh, i grew up there i studied there um yeah so i i studied telugu uh, my elder brother studied hindi as a you know second language first language was english my younger brother right. with, you know three siblings my younger brother uh, my mom made him uh, study tamil so So she is like, you know, in her own way said Bharat Mata ki jai. But I used to work for the veterinary department. Yeah. Ah, government. And he was a statistical investigator. Okay. And the minute I tell people, I used to tell people, what do you, what, what's your father? I'm like, he works for the veterinary department. Oh, 
he's a doctor who has to like you know uh, put his hand up a goat's ass and yeah. I'm like no <laughs> he's not a doctor. <laughs> Re- uh, remember I said goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what does a statistical uh, what what is I don't think even he knows. I'm sure it involves X. Um, okay. I think it has got to do with, you know, uh, the, uh, livestock census and uh, something around that. Even I have no idea. Okay. Was it, was like, uh, you know, I mean, p- people who are of the older, uh, uh, I would say, older bent, people who are over uh, 35 or so, I, I find it's very interesting to talk about their relationships with their parents because... I think uh, it, it's people who are born in the 80s that were kind of born with that new idea of, oh, my kids should be listened to and all, you know, pre-80s, yeah. it was always more of like, but the kids are there, they should not. Uh, was it like that? My family, uh, my, my parents especially, were, are like, uh, for their time, they were liberal. Like, they didn't care about caste, religion. They were like, they were very clear saying, and I think that's that's what shaped me in the sense that my dad was chill. My dad, I think I get my comedy from uh, my mom and my dad as well. Both have a very quirky sense of humor. But I don't know if I'm doing justice to their sense mm. of humor. I don't know about that. That's a different story for a different day. But uh, my father was liberal in the sense that, you know, he was, uh, he was not uh, overtly political. He was not, but he used to follow uh, stuff. Uh, and uh, he used to drink. Uh, but he stopped it after like, uh, and he's 82 now, but he stopped like some 20 years back, he stopped. He used to drink and uh, he's one of those very few people that I have seen who becomes incredibly fun to hang out with after a few drinks. It's incredible. He's like, yeah, uh, we'll be like in summers, we sleep on the terrace. So me, my friends, what we'll, you know, that combined study. I don't know if you guys have pulled that scam. It is where you... You go to a friend's house or a friend's oh, come over oh, to your yeah, place yeah. to do combined study. You install a lamp, a filament lamp on the terrace and you pretend to do group study under it. But it's basically to explore the newly discovered pleasure of smoking and uh, drinking and whatnot. <laughs> but my dad knew. How old were you when you started uh, smoking? I started smoking in college. I, I mean, seriously. Okay. okay, that's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. Was but serious smoking, that was like, you know, once okay. a week, uh, whatever. But serious smoking, but then I mean, a habitual smoking uh, happened when I started working. But uh, that's how I used to like uh, sleep mm-hmm. on the terrace and uh, my dad would uh, come home after drinking on a weekend and he'll climb up and he'll wake us up and he'll talk to us about Kanchiram and Bahujan Samaj Party. And he has this unique way of saying so. It's like a... <laughs> It's like a, like he'll talk about Kanchi Ram's early life and then he'll say, Kanchi Ram, Bahujan Samaj Party. And then again, he'll continue with the story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was the most irritating thing ever. <laughs> once I got so fed up of it once, he, uh, I, like, you know, in anticipation, I couldn't sleep. And uh, when I heard him like walk up the stairs, he came and I said, Dad, no, okay? No, I don't want to listen to you today. And my dad said, Bahujan Samaj, Party, Kanchi Ram. And I was wearing a shirt. I was so frustrated. I just, 
ripped my shirt off, all the buttons flew, and my friend would all be woken up by then. He's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Both father and son are psychos, yeah. So we have a friend who works in the, uh, works in uh, Seattle, Washington. He works for Microsoft. So once in two years, once in two years he comes uh, uh, and a reunion happens in uh, Chittur. So once we're doing a show, mm-hmm. Suhas and I were doing a show in Chennai. So we drove, we, the reunion was happening you know, around the same time. So I drove to Chittur and Suhas had a first-hand experience of Again, how funny. He said, dude, your friends are way funnier than you. Because <laughs> despite, despite the fact that they're all like, you know, my age or older to me by one or two years, they still have that, you know, managed to retain that zany sense of humor, uh, I think. Uh, yeah. I think it also it's also about when when you are reintroduced to the original cast of characters of your life, you know, and I think that energy also makes a huge difference. I think... Uh, the kind of funny I am with yeah. my college friends is not the kind True. of funny I am with my school friends. But some of them are like bucks and some uh, of them are like, uh, you know, they uh, they still uh, plan to graduate from the WhatsApp university. All that is there. But some of them are sane. Uh, because Suhas okay. asked one of my friends saying, uh, uh, you, you, said, you said that your daughter is going to college. Uh, I just want to ask you, I don't know why he asked him that question. He said... <laughs> Would you give your daughter's hand to me? I'm a stand-up comic. He said, no fucking way. <laughs> and one guy keeps saying, I'd much rather kill her. I'm like, oh, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, there are friends who... Yeah. Suhas, I think, is used to hearing that though, from people. Uh. Yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, growing up in Chittur, uh, it's a small town and we're talking late 80s and early 90s like, when you're an adolescent slash adult, excuse me. Uh, but you know, uh, it, it, uh, misogyny, toxic uh, sexism, they were all very widely prevalent. I'm sure that it's prevalent even now, in, but yeah. it was pretty high. It was taken for granted, you know, back in the day. And uh, right. so for me, uh, uh, one of the things was uh, when I, uh, thanks to uh, you know, my mom and all the strong women who, like, you know, it's like that elephant family where the aunties raised that baby you know that matriarch and, yeah, and the yeah. aunties uh, yeah. so for me it was somewhat similar to that in the sense that you know my mom is a very strong individual uh, irritatingly strong and uh, my grandmother her mother uh, was, was also uh, she's no more but uh, she was also very strong because she was widowed had to uh, when her 10 children were, some of them were still like you know going to school and shit and she raised them all and like you know somehow wow. managed to like you know uh, make them uh, at least uh, most of them successful. So I was uh, surrounded by women like that. So for me, it was a huge unlearning process for me. And then I met Chitra. So it was for all. Uh, I had to unlearn a lot of this shit. Yeah. Like, you know, I I have a joke. I also say like, mm. uh, like in Chitur, uh, like you know, these guys will come and tell you that you know, women who wear jeans are prostitutes. I mean, I'm not saying it, guys. Okay. But, and, uh, so we were all like very impressionable small kids, right? And the joke is like, you know, uh, a few years later, I go to Bangalore and I got off the bus and I looked around and I went, wow, this has got, this has got to be the motto of prostitution. (laughs) 
ఫ్రెండ్స్ Uh, and the social circle uh, uh, and the stories i realized that uh, small town is where the gold is at when it comes to storytelling in india which is what uh, anurag kashyap says mm. in uh, gangs of wasipur uh, you know he he thanks four directors i think if i'm not wrong tamil directors uh, and he thanks them by saying thank you for uh, uh, making me realize that i have to go back to my roots So which is where Ranga Half Pants is mm. set in a small town, which is again, I mean, set in Chittu, not even small. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I haven't been to Chittu, but when I read that book, I kind of got a feeling of ah, like it is that I took yeah. I was taken back to your childhood, <laughs> uh, and and it's very interesting to go back to someone else's childhood and still feel nostalgic. And, <laughs> and you know, people uh, talk you know. about uh, you know the underworld and dons and dialogue in Mumbai. we experienced it way back in chitur it, it was yeah i think chitur would have been an interesting place to grow up especially with generally the the gangster culture getting you know more and more uh, you know ingrained yeah. within india in those years and also when i mean uh, uh, how cuz i mean so i was i consider i am much younger than you are i was uh, i was in my mother's womb oh, when okay. 93 bomb blasts happened uh, you know and my mom was outside yeah. of bombay stock exchange when it blew up wow um so uh, i i yeah. i was there but in utero and uh, uh, you would have seen the far reaching implications of something as violent as that uh, you know i mean how did did that even come till chitur did it manifest itself in jaisi uh, jagah not so much uh, like for example uh, uh, when this uh, tectonic shifts happen in a in a you know the fabric of our society like for example Eighty uh, four when uh, Indira Gandhi passed away, and ninety one Rajiv Gandhi, uh, you know, was um, uh, assassinated. Yeah. Uh, assassinated. It did have its, uh, of course, it it had far-reaching uh, repercussions, but it never ended up in people killing uh, people over that. You know, like the riots didn't happen. Right. Um, like for example uh, like uh, there was this uh, a cricketer friend of mine friend as i i don't know him know him but uh, we used to play cricket so and he was like uh, very senior to me by 2 3 years uh, and when you are in school 2 3 years it's massive yeah and it's a huge uh, difference yeah so he had a he used to uh, run a his family used to run a hardware store you know and he had uh, imran khan's portrait on the wall not not Gavaskar sir, and yeah, and nobody had right. a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? They like, ha, okay, you like Imran Khan. Right. And the 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 at best the discussion yeah. would be, bro, why do you support Pakistan, man? Come on. I, I mean, there are people who support mm. Pakistan. Like, you know, they used to when Pakistan won the World Cup. I remember, uh, they took out a procession with Imran Khan's, uh, you know, uh, uh, portrait, you know, and then photo and. Uh, they went uh-huh. in in the in Chittur in Darga circle. All like you know, bunch of them uh, fans. They went took up uh, took out a position, but nothing happened. I mean, nobody gave a shit. 
but it's a, it is unimaginable now. I'm just right. saying it's unimaginable now. And it's also like the it's an identity thing, right? Like I I feel like whenever I talk to people who are around in Pakistan, when the World Cup, uh, it it I think it's there was a sense of maybe. మోడీజీ because i think that's the same thing right like if if every pakistani is at fault for for what pakistan government does then saying anything against the indian government is is considered unpatriotic because you are speaking against india as opposed to just the guy yeah. who's there in yeah. the office right now and uh, my yeah. my uh, i mean i i have a muslim uh, i mean i should not say this like this but i i, I mean purely for context i'm saying i have muslim friends was my best friends uh, when you well growing up in in school and college were christians and muslim friends and because because my parents were they said they didn't even uh they didn't even patronize and that's important they normally said ha okay who okay who's coming yeah this guy is coming i mean who's like okay so where are you going i'm going to mk's yeah. house that's it done they there is i'm like ha okay whereas intias's father one day asked me asked me hey in telugu he asked me like, Uh, hey, is it okay? Like, can you take him home? You guys are Brahmins. Huh? Is it okay? I said, what? I, you know, so that that yeah. uh, that is a more uh, basal, uh, you know, f- emotion. I mean, th- that fracture is is there. It's like you know, that crack will always be there. Uh, you know, w- w- after what happened to uh, between India and Pakistan, it's like you know, a a a, a China cup. Uh, you know breaking you can put it back together but the crack will always be there will be visible so that's what happened so yeah. uh, i mean that was uh, and it, uh, in growing up in chitu was uh, so much a fun for example i learned uh, swimming in an irrigation well versus yeah like when people come and tell yeah. me like uh, like you know dude today i swam in the 16 foot uh, 16 feet uh, deep end uh, I mean, do anything about six feet? Like it's it doesn't matter. It can be sixteen thousand also. <laughs> Why are you telling yeah. me this? Like you know, I mean, I realize oh okay, these city slickers don't understand that you know. We... But I think it's also a generational thing because I remember my dad also learnt uh, in 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 wells and stuff. He was a Bombay okay. kid who grew up here in the sixties and seventies, and he didn't uh, he didn't have uh, access to a swimming pool either. I think it's uh, also like a wealth thing. Uh, you know, even. But yeah, I I think one thing that invariably happens you know is especially I because I am from here uh my brain has is so used to look like you know that's all of us right we are not used to being interconnected on a global level so whatever is happening around us tends to take precedence over whatever is truly happening 
so you know we you just forget that if just because something happened in bombay it doesn't mean that you know it's a problem everywhere like to to give you uh, some context like the um, like when the anti ca protests were happening you know and the, then the pro ca protests were happening and uh, 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 you know I, that entire chapter ended and i remember talking to this friend of mine at that point uh, who is a reporter and uh, we were just discussing how uh, we were discussing ki why doesn't the government listen to protesters that was the basic conversation that was going on you know and, I, and and my stand was i don't think there are enough protesters for the government to take notice uh, especially because it's such an yeah. echo chamber like you know you're going to go to a park and protest with your friends but like you know as my uh, twin brother prakash puts it wonderfully voter to ghar pe baitha uh you know so so what is the point when the guy none of these half of these people are not yeah. going to vote uh, the the only the voter is staying at home now similarly you know when black lives matter protest started in us and after george floyd they they decided to completely rehash the police uh, in the state uh, and they took a serious stand uh, you know the government took cognizance of the fact that things are so bad my friend called me up again and he said see see how things are you know protest is affecting change i said yeah but you know street full of people protesting in america is a far more significant percent of the population exactly. than in india <laughs> right especially because since you live in malbar hill you you might see the protesters august kranti and say oh my god is happening everywhere but the yeah. fact is solapur mein koi protest nahi kar raha right uh, is that a do you see that with people more often or does that also start happening to you when you move to a big city and start I mean, for all practical Uh, now considerations i am a city slicker now because of yeah i moved out of chittor in um 93 and yeah and after that after i never college. went back uh because chittor also has the uh, you know has a painful not a painful memory that one of those uh you know i i was like uh, i my first heartbreak was from chittor and that first heartbreaks are Oh my God! Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, so for me, uh, though I have made. Wait, wait, wait! You didn't no, go no, back no. to Chitur because I, you had a not breakup. Break up. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I didn't go back. I I go I go. I have I visited. I told you I go for reunions. I go to Chitur. It's not that. But hmm. uh, uh, right immediately after I left Chitur in '93, I did not bother going back. immediately i gave it some time i i had to like you know grow out of that bad haircut you know <laughs> which i which is what <laughs> what what was the motivation for green pastures in the first place my dad famously said uh, uh, right now is moping around sitting at home doing nothing and he said listen you move if you are you don't want to move to chennai but if you move to chennai the number of girls who will come and like stand in line to fall in love with you he lied man <laughs> but i moved to my for, for higher studies and uh, which i didn't uh, pursue uh, <laughs> pursue <laughs> the oldest trick in the book <laughs> daddy you basically did collaborative study prank but in a different uh, way <laughs> uh, i went i went there and i said okay i'm i want to be a writer Uh, because i used to write stories uh, i used to write a uh, uh, handwritten uh, in a note- notebook i used to finish up 192 pages notebook unrolled and i write stories i wrote yeah. I, i think i wrote two or three of three novellas 
And my dad knew that, you know, I was very interested in writing. But at that time, I did not know that, you know, writing could be a full-time, full-fledged career because, you know, first of all, middle class. Second of all, like, you know, when you grow up in this, uh, our Tambram thing is that, you know, you have to score 100% in maths and you have to become an engineer. That's it. Uh, there, there's nothing else. Uh, you, even like civil engineering, fine, you won't get the, like, you know, that much respect, but... Uh, yeah, the, the but all my cousins is, are like yeah. you know, uh, they they ace their academics. Like they're all divas. Uh, Your brothers? Were they we are unique because we are liberal. We are liberandos. <laughs> my elder brother was uh, he. Uh, I mean, he got into IT in uh, 1992. <laughs> At that time, nobody. I mean, right. very few knew what a, a computer was, and we were playing. Uh, <clears throat> Mario on uh, Windows 3, 3.1, I think, yeah. So, and uh, my brother was like the, the star of the family uh, then. <laughs> my younger brother, Sudan, is, uh, is the f- probably the funniest, uh, funniest non-comic I've, I've ever known because... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has one. Yeah. Everyone has one non-comic. That and because of that, he, I think he yeah. saw the futility of this whole uh, labeling. Like you know, hey, what do you want to do? I want to do MBA. I want to do MCA. I want to do you know post graduation. He, he knew that hmm. it's, it's a uh, you know over a period of time, nothing's gonna matter because at the end of the day, it's you that matters. And uh, that guy had some. I mean, he was smart, but not so like I was average. Excuse me. And uh, so he had story. uh, One of the greatest stories is that, you know, uh, his uh, uh, boss in one of the IT companies, it was a boiler company. They used to manufacture boilers. So his company had sent him as a resident engineer there to take care of all their IT needs, like printers and whatnot. So his boss is there. That is the the boiler company's uh, CTO, so to speak. Mm. He said, I'm not joking, that guy is from M-Tech from IIT. He was, he looked at him and he had his hands on the keyboard and he said, uh, Surin, can you come here and hold delete? Because he was holding control with one, alt with the other finger and he said, can you hold delete? And this is the guy from... Oh, man. And so... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Suren had this job of uh, doing the upsell. Like, if you have a dot matrix printer, you have to sell them the laser printer. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, one day somebody called and said, uh, what is this nonsense? This printer is not working. This What is this rubbish? You guys are not offering correct support. What happened? And then Suren spots that, you know, they haven't powered on. He, he, and it's a very normal thing. Okay, And he, he, uh, he unplugs it, takes it, and he said, what? And he like, sir, Gaya. Yeah. What happened? Why took issue, sir? Nothing can be done. You have to buy the new printer. So his sense of humor plays out at that level. Is 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 yeah, is is wonderful. Yeah. But uh, of course, he's wonderful because uh, of his uh, rebellious thing, a nature where he didn't conform. Whereas I, right. I had to kind of semi-conformed, and I took up a job as a salesman and. Uh, Hmm. Uh, yeah, I was a salesman in Chennai. Like when I left Chittur and I went to Chennai to be a salesman. Now Chennai at those days was a big small town. There was, I mean, yeah, the roads were bigger, 
but the mindset was still yeah, very conservative yeah. you know so uh do you feel like that that, that has that changed though like i still kind Ch- of feel Chennai. like Chennai has that like what you said is exactly how i feel about Chennai uh, even uh, today. that's because you're probably comparing a bangalore of today with chennai of today but if you Perhaps, if you compare yeah. uh, bangalore of today with chennai of those extra years it's it's a, oh the contrast is given hmm. vivid vivid uh like uh, the mainstream magazines in chennai like uh, few years back they used to carry articles like our leggings part of our tamil culture i'm like so they're still there uh, but that that whole is it our culture thing it's, it's there everywhere like i i mean yeah. Actually, I mean, I'm 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 quite amazed at the idea that uh, the the article I was asking the question as opposed to straight up condemning anyone wearing them. <laughs> that in yeah. itself is a big feat. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, I was yeah I was selling. So uh, I used to work for uh, Tata Press Yellow Pages. Uh, I I used to sell ad space. Then mm. again, I, I always took up shit which is like you know which is like very difficult to uh, you know. attain success in for example when you have a product like you know i can show and say sir this can do this 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 in, and uh, today is the discount from tomorrow price is increasing i can sell it to you but um uh, that was my mba that was my baptism by fire so to speak because you're telling him sir if you give ad in this this directory is going to come out next year march and from next year march your business will take off sir what can i s- How can you? <laughs> now that's where you need storytelling skills. Yeah. You never like people used to go and talk to people. Sir, you know your logo. You know how it look. I never used to talk about that. I used to talk about. I mean, never talk about the. Sorry, wrong example, but it's a. I learned it from fairness cream ads. They never talk about. We are made with this super chemical or natural. They always talk about how success. Don't talk about the cream. Talk about the fair skin. You know. Yeah. Similarly, don't talk about the ad. Talk about what it yeah. will do to his or her life. So, but it was yeah. difficult. I have I have uh, booked ads with undertakers, coffin makers. Uh, I have, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's one thing is uh, uh, what prepped me probably for stand up. Also, is that uh, imagine taking a bag, wearing a tie in Chennai. Okay. Full sleeve shirt. You walk up to a guy. Cold call. Yeah. Say some printer, some offset printer. Yeah. You walk in. Say, uh, sir, hello, sir. And he'll see like at least twenty salesmen at his door every day. And he knows the game. He like uh, the first mm. response usually when you cold call is, uh, uh, excuse me, sir. My name is Suman Kumar. I am from Dart. Eh, eh. That's it. And my first cold call was that. Yeah. It was I sat on the pavement and I cried. I was like. I sat next to a like you know one shop, tea shop. I sat there and said, "What the fuck have I done with my life? I should have studied. I should have done engineering. Look at me. I mean, some random guy is, but I didn't understand that. You know, I was going to his door. He had every right to say that. And the my uh, my my uh, manager who was uh, who had another call, you know. He came back and he saw me and he he said, "Dude, same guy will give you an ad. Come." And we went back to him. He said, 
Hello sir, uh, I, I'm, I think you misunderstood it, we're from Tata. We used to uh, riff on the Tata name big time, okay? Because our competitor <laughs> was, okay, uh, M&N Publications, which used to uh, publish the telephone directory for the telephone department. But the deal was you allow us to publish the yellow pages along with the big directories, the white pages and yellow pages. So their claim was we are DOTs, I think thereby we are official yellow pages. I mean, it meant nothing. So we were standalone only yellow pages, right? So it, that like and they used to give offer fifty percent credit in uh, Tata's. Uh, they were like hundred percent upfront. Imagine taking upfront money for something that is gonna come out like six months later or eight months later. I was damn difficult yeah, myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I okay. Long, long story short is uh, within like three months, I, I was I became the star performer and. Uh, one day, I booked 17 ads and I collected some 1,70,000. And those days it was big for Tata Press. 17 ads from yeah. two customers. One guy gave me, one customer gave me like uh, 14 ads. Uh, and I, mm. uh, and, and, and yeah, and I was, I was doing well. And that's when I realized, oh, th this is it. I, I mean, I, you figure this shit out, right? And then, it's like now I didn't want to be the world's yeah. best salesman. I wanted to be a writer. So I kind of towards after a few months, after one year, I lost interest in sales as well. But and uh, I became a copywriter because I thought copywriting was a you know true writing job. Yeah, that's this is you know how many times I have heard some version of this, this story. Fucking, I was doing X Y Z. And then and, and, and cop and I think that's where you know people don't give due credit to the ad industry because the number of people that are hired straight up from different fields yeah. without any training. You know, I'm amazed at that. Like, isn't it? How did that interview? How does this even work? Exactly. What, you go and say I've been selling Good ads question. now. Let I me didn't write go and them. ask them. I didn't send them like you know, <laughs> resume, name, age. I, I didn't do all that. Huh. I sent. Uh, you know, you get these. Uh, oil bottles small oil like you know, plastic bottles right yeah yeah coconut oil i bought mm. i i printed i went to a dtp guy into a computer into a dtp guy uh, i told him print one black square in the middle of it the a gave it to me i selected it to the paper and i said i have this uh, my pager number pto on the thing I wrote, midnight oil. So I, I told them I work hard, that's all. So I sent it to, and uh, I, uh, Suren's uh, friend, uh, I made him go deliver. I said, do not give it to the receptionist. You have to give it to, and I was also delivering. Yeah. He, I said, call the creative director, go and ask. I want this to personal message to the creative director. Don't give it to the this. So he will wait, mm. he'll give it. And I got shouted at also by some one big agency in Chennai called me and said, How dare you? You think art direction is a joke? How dare you do this? And most of them, but however, uh, they they really appreciated that, you know, I'm trying to be different. I'm trying to like, you know, find a put a different spin on it. So that's how I, I didn't get a job in a big agency, though I, I was very close to Getting it, but here's a funny story. I, I was in a, I was a copywriter in a, I became a copywriter in a small agency, uh, and then I was there for like 
two years and then I moved on to IT. But anyway, but here's the thing. When I was a salesman and I was like kind of getting, uh, what do I say? I was uh, kind of getting burnt out and uh, I was getting disillusioned with the whole thing. Right? If you uh, if you closely observe a sales organization, you'll understand that this whole this government, this whole the system, you'll understand the system because it is uh, the system is uh, system rewards obedience. Conformity, right? So what is hmm. say? You have to get do this target. Otherwise, you will be fired, right? That's the thing. Otherwise, you're out of the system, so to speak. So I figured this thing. This is not my game. This is I don't like it at all. I don't want to do this. And though I have acquired this new skills, like you know, ability to sell, ability to spin a story, all that, you know. And uh, so at that time, there was another guy, uh, my friend, hmm. uh, Nanda. So he. <laughs> Uh, wanted to become an account executive, account management in an agency. Right. So I positioned him as a product. Huh. Instead of writing Nanda. name, product name, yeah. and then the physical characteristic, chemical characteristic, extremely huh. volatile in front of the female of the species. She, yeah, you know, yeah. He got a job and he got a job in Lintas, okay, a big agency back then. Yeah. I think they have become Lintas low or something, I don't know. They, so uh, I went when I went to his office to meet him. The creative director there, he met me. I think it was his name is Sridhar. Uh, Sridhar met me and said, "It was you who wrote it. The product doesn't deserve such great writing." <laughs> and what Nanda told me was, what Nanda told me was that you know that resume was stuck on the you know pinup board, saying, "Yeah." Uh, and that's that's that. Though I did not get a job, but what it did was it gave me a lot of confidence. Saying, "Yeah, man, there is a, you know, when you come from a small town uh, and you don't even know how to speak English properly, you can write English. They're two different things, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you you're not as fluent in English. Uh, and uh, even now I have that very South Indian Chennai accent. It, yeah. It, and I'm not uh, uh, you know I'm proud of it. I, I wear it on my sleeve. I, I don't yeah. care. Um. This is but, something very similar to what my mother used to always say. You know, I made this observation about the two of us. My mom learned English uh, by reading books, uh, purely by reading books. You know, there was there was nobody to talk to in English, so correct. we never got speaking. That's what they should do. They speaking practice. Speaking uh, practice is different from reading practice and writing practice. So yeah. my mom's spellings are impeccable. Uh, okay. She knows all the spellings of all the words, but she doesn't know pronunciation at all. She pronounces everything half more than half. The, she used to pronounce Hermione from Harry Potter as Hermie. Okay, that's okay. To, she wrote <laughs> like four word letters out of that name, dude. I used to go to school and say this Harry Potter and Hermie, and people used to make fun. I, on the other hand, I have learned purely because of television. Like I know how to speak in English because my parents got discovery in English. Uh. Uh, so I have better pronunciations, but my spellings are non-existent. But here's a uh, here's a trick, though, viewers. Uh, if you want to improve a brush up on your uh, English skills, and you are from a small town and you have that whatever, it's okay if you don't uh, speak English. But if you want to improve, read comic books, English comic books, mm. and uh, like uh, Akash said, uh, watch a lot of movies. For me, it's the same thing. Yeah. I learned Hindi by watching TV and movies, man. What a little Hindi I know. Hmm. Okay, at this point, you are in Chennai, you are working at an ad agency and we are going to take a break and come back after this. Uh, for those of you listening at home, I hope you enjoy the ads we have made for you. We'll be back right after this. 
This episode of the MF podcast is brought to you by Voter ID Card. वोट देने से कुछ बदले ना बदले बरोयों में चेकिंग का टाइम बहुत काम आता है। Welcome back, second half AMF in conversation with Suman Kumar and uh, here we are. I hope you enjoyed the ad at the end of the first half. If you did not, तो मैं क्या ही कर सकता है? देखो तुम्हारा लाइफ है तुम करो अब जो करने। Suman, we were in Chennai. Uh, together in your in 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 the narrative yeah, yeah. of so, this, this story that we are telling. So I, I from the, uh, sales uh, I got disillusioned, became a copywriter again got disillusioned because I realized that you know copywriting is nothing but pimping shit. You are selling stuff, and I realized that's not what I wanted to do. I I mean it was a it was a most important realization for me because you know I could have so easily if I had been successful in my copywriting job. I could have gone on to pursue a career in advertising, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe just maybe I would have uh, uh, come back into arts. But then I realized it's not for me. So I I realized I'm gonna write a book. Uh, but then uh, the this is what uh, year is this now? Ninety. Uh, so I was a copywriter in ninety six, ninety seven, and then. Around two thousand, and I, I quit my job, and I, my uh, our client, one of the clients was an IT client, so he said we really like you, and you come on board. I said, dude, I'm a big com. He said, doesn't matter, come. You talk really well. That's all it's required. So, <laughs> and and I went. I took a plunge into IT now, and I said, okay, IT money is not going to be a problem because I was getting paid what three thousand, four thousand bucks as a copywriter per per month, and. Suddenly, your salary are you hit double figures, you know, sixteen thousand. What was the what was the job? Uh, in, the in the IT, it was an IT training, and uh, these guys wanted someone uh, who can head marketing communication. So, like you know, okay, okay, design and device programs to get students, more students to sign right. up, etc. Scam again, but yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call it a scam, man. I think that's a no. Uh, that's a I definite don't function. But, you know, when you said that you got tired of selling things from other people, also that makes me wonder. You know, because uh, I think it's not so much the idea of uh, being tired of selling a product; it's as much the idea of selling ah, somebody yeah. else's. Exactly. Product. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a stand-up comic and shoot uh, unfunny YouTube videos and put it up on YouTube. Okay, I'm also selling right now. Okay, but uh, the thing was uh, for me, uh, no, yeah, it's an interesting point you make because it's not, yeah, surely it's not that the idea of it still is exciting for me. Saying, like, keep shouting at uh, you know my Bangalore comic friends, and you guys are not doing enough to you know don't when you share your yeah, yeah. join the club, man. No, I always tell them like uh, like for example, uh, DM me for free pass is not a good enough call to action. How ca- like uh, randomly I'll put yeah. like you know uh, want a free pass? Answer this question: What is the capital of Tunisia? I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but it challenges them, right? And that's what people like. Uh, of course, I didn't sell any tickets, but uh, I mean, uh, nobody asked me for a free pass. That's there, but the point is, I'm trying something different, <laughs> which is what is most important, I think. And and yeah. and that, that that's a constant. You have to sell everything. You have to sell the idea that chocolates are bad for chocolate. Too many too many chocolates are bad. Yeah. Yeah, Coca Cola doesn't sell. Uh, Coca Cola never sells Coca Cola. It sells yeah, happiness and family. Exactly. And, yeah. You know. Like no, uh, I'm saying selling is you. Are, you are constantly selling. You're selling your idea that to your father in college that you know I need to do this night out. It's very important to my life, and you know that's also selling. 
you're selling an idea yeah. so uh, that's what you always sell you're selling an idea you're selling an insight through stand up hopefully so uh, here no i call it a scam purely because not because the organization that i worked for was uh, you know was defrauding its uh, uh, stakeholders but it was the whole idea that those days indians were being recruited for mainframe the y2k thing so that's when most people the yeah. first uh, uh, you know lot that went to yeah. usa and what not they were i would say the second lot like think the the first major migration right. was in the 70s when they took a lot right, of right. Uh, yeah, in it in it uh, yeah. so i'm saying yeah. like you know i have worked with americans i've worked with uh, you know germans uh, in my it career but i i always ask me ask saying philip what else do you know other than cobol you say only cobol 15 years only cobol we are the only guy who proudly who used to proudly flaunt on our resume that what is your skill set c c++ java javascript uh, everything java javascript yeah and, and for me that was yeah. uh, and they said we'll teach you java in 3 months impossible man we will open that door for you and we'll teach you how to unlock that magical door after that it's what you make of it i mean there are, i mean in my career i've come across true geniuses when it comes to you know uh, tech and r&d like my friend from goa blinson fernandez mm. he's a, he's a is a magician man is a there are brains out there which uh, I, i mean i'm not saying but most often than not people do it because it's a high paying job not, that's it suddenly there is an avenue where the private see the, yeah. the thing is when narsimha rao and manmohan singh opened up the economy the whole thing about government job only otherwise you are a you are a dud that thing kind of went away yeah. because you know just exploded telecom exploded around the same time pagers and mobile telephony and what not and you know it was a uh, i was people who who are uh, from my generation are the ones who seen who went from radios to ipods to internet to what not and we seen the whole like those days booking a uh, uh, people who had phones were considered rich i'm talking about landlines now nobody gives a shit about landlines you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. i always say and i was yeah. uh, 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 my it journey took me to uh, i was doing this i was in it training i was doing mark markcom and then i became a technical writer i was writing manuals for a brief time i was also developing you know that the biggest scam in the world called content development <laughs> i used to do website content development write some bullshit help them create websites and people used to say that oh my god you have your own website sumankumar.com i'm like not a plug guys i do have a website but uh, that, uh that's the other thing i did so when i got into it i discovered blogging uh, later to 2002 so right. the But the point I'm trying to make is that in IT I discovered blogging and I went from one company to another as a technical writer and eventually I got into design user experience research and human computer interaction all that nice. um so uh, all of this also at any point a conscious thing or is it just that you found yourself sort of generally being pushed into this direction by I, I think I, I went towards things that drew me. In the sense, uh, I was—I mean, I went—I did—I uh, picked up this whole 
take right a job because it was well paying and, uh, and there was a demand for tech writers and because software also started evolving when software products started uh, becoming mainstream they were required they were uh, the, it was a federal government requirement for products to have manuals and not just in english but other languages and so on and so forth so there was that market created itself uh, I, yeah yeah i i, I think uh, i not a lot of people know this but i also got my first uh, one of my uh, first yeah. gigs was a technical writing job uh, yeah i wrote screwdriver manuals <laughs> for a while uh, i wish i was kidding i've nice. seriously written a whole bunch of screwdriver manuals there was this one uncle who used to uh, give me maybe uh, one tenth of what he was making <laughs> uh on the stuff that he was doing and and basically he had given me like these two manuals and he had said okay i need you like the products will keep changing but mm. this is essentially what it needs to be you know so i think i must have done some some 15 20 different screwdriver uh, mm. manuals yeah um uh, then uh, just basically a lot of hardware tool yeah. drill jack drill do. manual uh, and uh, yeah and uh, hmm. in software there is a thing uh There are two things, okay. Uh, you know RTMF, uh, uh, RTFM. It means read the fucking manual, but nobody reads the manual. Nobody reads the manual. Uh, so which, uh, so we, I had to learn HTML. I had to learn HTML because no, those days we didn't have right. uh, manual making uh, creation software. Like for example, for screenplay, we have uh, Final Draft and Celtex and whatnot. But back in the day, we had Frame Maker yeah. was one tool. But like you know, you uh, uh, write once, publish anywhere type. Like you know, you write source and you can publish it as a as a like you know F1 help that fires that C C H M file. Uh, right, right. Or you can publish it to a website. You can pub you can publish it as a PDF and it's one source, single source publishing. It was known as it was. So, but when we started, we didn't have all this. We used to write in Microsoft Word and whatnot. So. Uh, so, but as mm. it evolved, and I went from it, my journey in IT took me to Indore. I was in Madhya Pradesh. I mean, mm. like you know, never been uh, anywhere beyond. Yeah, I was in Bom. Belgaum, north of Belgaum. I was in Bombay, but I was fifth standard for a holiday. I stayed in IIT, and yeah, I, I got okay. lost. <laughs> I think Gatkopar. Uh, on the way to IIT, I think Gat Gatkopar is there, no? Okay, so we have my, my aunt, uncle. Uh, I, mean. I mean, God bless her. I hope she's in a good place now because uh, sad thing happened. Uh, she, she had uh, comorbidities and she got COVID and she passed away. That's not even the sad oh, part. Man, she really passed away that, alone man. because her son, only son, is in the US. He cannot, could not come. We couldn't go. I was damn sad. So uh, she yeah. took us, uh, me and my elder brother, and we went to Bombay and. I was on a I was on the local train and you know how Bombay they push you out. I was in the strategic place and they pushed me out and the train took off. You know there could have been another Satya story. You know who knows, right? <laughs> But I I'm, I'm I think I'm in that way I'm 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 street smart. I quietly walked up to the station master mm -hmm. and said, "Sir, I got lost. I got pushed out of the train. The train that went. My uncle's name is Kesavan. He's doing his PhD in IIT. Can you please?" So they immediately called the next station, and they announced, and my aunt and uncle came back and picked me up. Yeah. My elder brother was very disappointed. But he said, "Shit, oh. I thought we fucking got rid of you." <laughs> 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 anyway, 
So, uh, yeah, so first time I go, I'm in Indore and uh, so that's where I started uh, be, being a tech writer. And so I, and I, that, from there I went to US. My dad was, they sent me to US for like, uh, on a business visa for two months. And my dad was like, they sent BCOM people in all to US. So, wow, man, I didn't, <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I went to US and I started learning, uh, now I got comfortable with my life in the sense that now I have, like, you know, uh, money was not a problem and uh, I had met Chitra then uh, and... That, is a, that was a years. long courtship, right? That was some four years yeah. of pure long distance. That's one. Uh, yeah. Oof. And back, long distance before... Even BSNL, like before even mobile phones. Man, think about BS, this. Before, yeah, mobile uh, phones, video incoming used to be charged then. And I used to think, what is this yeah. rubbish? And they made incoming free. And then they slashed prices. And here's, uh, those days what they did was, they, do you know there was a time when uh, SCD was, uh, ISD was very expensive. And then they had this, uh, Yeah. no, no, uh, if you call Calling after price. 11 o'clock, it's 50% less and all that was happening, right? So, yeah. and I'm like, I used to pray saying, if only... <laughs> Man, that's so, I shit, dude, I remember this dude, we used to wait till late to call my mom and she was on a And I, I sit and pray saying, please, please, <laughs> I know I money atheist, but universe, somehow, please make this happen, please. Please, like, you know, yeah. do something about airfares as well. And then, boom, air, air Deccan came. <laughs> and <laughs> these guys started slashing prices, <laughs> book one month in advance. What do you call that? Some fair it was called. It was called something. It was, there was a term attached to it. So I used to fly down to... I used to take a bus to Bombay. From Bombay, I used to fly to Bangalore first. Indore. A bus to Bombay from where? Dude. What? Horrible. Because the train routes in a, are weird. You know? Uh, whatever. So yeah, it, they all go like... In the uh, bus was faster, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure any... But, but also reservations. How many hours a bus ride was it back hours. then? 14 to 16 hours. And fuck. Non-AC bus. Non-AC yeah, bus. This tambaku chewing and oh god. And it was, uh, I, used be, I mean, I used to be in pain. Like physical pain by the time I reached uh, in a Mumbai. And I used to yeah. uh, take a taxi from wherever to the airport. And then come to Bangalore and then uh, spend a couple of days, go to Chennai, meet my parents, hang out with my friends, whatever. And on the way back, my flight would be from Bangalore. See, full on planning. I, should. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so smart. But anyway, so I used to come to go, go back to Bangalore, again, take a bus or train, whatever from Chennai, spend a couple of more days, days and then go. I mean, long, it was painful, man. long distance was. And in a way, long distance has come back to us now that, you know, like Adya sleeps in her room, I sleep here and uh, we never go into each other's rooms. We are maintaining social distance within the house. For yeah. now, so yeah. Yeah. But you and Adya yeah, can hang out, right? We play like, this, uh, because, I mean, our Indian yeah. version of uh, our uh, uh, Ludo. It's a board game. It's called... Yeah, I know what the fuck Ludo is. Why no, is no, the Indian version. Like Ludo is a foreign it's concept. It's not our, the Ludo, it's not Ludo King. The... It's not the western, westernized Ludo. It right. is. <laughs> so we play with, uh, what oh, do you call the oh. seashells? And, uh, yeah, ah. anyway, I'm like, okay. 
So I had to learn uh, HTML and uh, because of that, I realized how 99% of the website, they continue to be shit because it was poor design. They don't consider uh, unsized, uh, consider uh, usability as an important thing. And uh, so I started uh, attending seminars and there's this uh, friend of mine from Chennai called uh, Kriba Shankar. So Kriba was uh, like, you know, he's a social media star, okay, uh, back in, I think even now. And he, he said, uh, he started this uh, Chennai Usability uh, Professionals Association, something. And we started talking about it and we, we used to review popular e-commerce website at that time. Uh, and slowly I got into it and I, I became really, f- uh, I, I started reading books by Jacob Nielsen and Donald Norman. And so Donald Norman was the one who said, uh, it's not efficiency alone that makes a software product work. It's, it's, it's also the design has to appe- appeal to the emotionally. So it's, it's like, uh, so yeah, the, uh, yeah. a good experience is, is something that uh, strikes the balance between aesthetics and efficiency and you know, rock solid code so to speak, right? Mm. So that's where, now, now design got me to read, the, for example, it got me so entrenched in it. Uh, I'm not a, I didn't go to design school, but, or I didn't study human factors or human computer interaction, but I used to read up a lot. I uh, bought books by Dr. V.S. Ramachandran. He's the, and through V.S. Mm. Ramachandran, uh, I got into the whole, he wrote a book called uh, Phantoms in the Brain. So the thing is that people who have their arms amputated, they still complain of pain in yeah. the palm that didn't exist. So, uh, yeah. and he's become world famous because of this. So he created this device where you put both your hands and he says, now look at it. And yeah. it, basically you look at the reflection of this hand and think it's this hand. And then he says, unclench and you unclench your right yeah. hand and the pain vanishes. So it created this device, but the minute you take it out, the pain comes back. So, so that got me into right. how the human brain functions. Right? I don't know, but whatever little I know is, yeah. I started uh, reading up. There's a wonderful BBC Right Lecture series that uh, V.S. Ramachandran did. So then I understood saying, listen, everything is crafting an experience. Every, uh, yeah. Mere words can stir up visuals and, you know, so, uh, and craft an experience essentially. So, but that's also, it kind of yields itself in the idea of hermeticism also, right? I mean, uh, Alan Moore calls himself a wizard because, uh, you know, it is magic when you say something and, and, and essentially we are creating things that didn't exist, even if it's in someone's mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, you if I, if I tell you that there's a blue towel behind my chair in your mind, now there is yeah. a blue towel, yeah. which was not there before. Uh, and, uh, yeah. uh, the, so the, the whole, the, this crafting, uh, and then it, I, I, there is something that is said about language that uh, made a very, it made an indelible you know, uh, impression uh, on my mind was, he says, uh, V.S. Ramachandran, I'll send you that link. Uh, he says, we talk about how language has evolved. So did it, or did it evolve or did we sit and design it? all the, the alphabets and whatnot, the grammar, mm-hmm. syntax, etc. So for that, he does an experiment saying, mm-hmm. uh, so he drew two uh, shapes on this big board. One was this bulbous 
huge uh, spherical thing uh, and one was a jagged uh, sharp thing and then he said these two are Martian alphabets called Booba and Kiki. Now tell me which one is Booba, which one is Kiki. 99% of the time people right. called that sharp jagged edge thing as Kiki and this is Booba. Kiki. And yeah. I, I, he says that is, he says that's language evolved probably from sound. Is I don't know if that's what he's saying, but he said that there's synest- we are synesthetic by nature. That's because the uh, your uh, uh, visual faculty and your auditory uh, faculty are next to each other. Maybe there is some mismatch of neurons. I don't know, right? So which is which is which is why uh, I I pay I tell people and I also religiously try to follow. Words are important. You know, uh, yeah. uh, I use that a lot in stand up. I mean, it's all subliminal to. To get that desired effect on people, to craft that whatever. Sometimes a sound, people say, hey, how can a sound yeah. be a punchline? Sound can be a punchline. Oh yeah, Napa Wale, motherfuckers. Which one? You haven't Which seen one? the video. He hasn't seen the video. That's why he doesn't know. Otherwise, one of my videos has me screaming Napa Wale. Oh, okay. He's well kind of caught on to it now. And uh, it's essentially <laughs> a bad way of saying Napa Wale. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm always of that uh, bent, you know, because uh, uh, many years I doubted myself saying, man, half of my punchlines are just me screaming shit uh, or, or, you know, or just making sounds. And is that even writing? And then I think I was talking to Rohan, uh, uh-huh. Rohan Desai once uh, and Rohan Desai, Desai pointed out it's not about the number of words you use or or the, the syllables in the word or anything. It's it's more about wh- whether or not the what you say and the way you say it converts to what yeah. the audience is understanding, which makes it good Correct. writing. Uh, yeah. I, no, I, 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 but uh, like now no, I feel I tell, more uh, The other thing is in, in what I learned in, uh, I always, so I have learned, uh, now I've learned uh, the basics of uh, crafting an experience and whether it's a product, whether it's a story, whatever it is, you are crafting mm-hmm. an experience one. And, uh, I understood the importance of words and by this time I've been blogging, my writing was shit and slowly I started becoming better. You know, you know what I'm saying? I started making fewer right. mistakes, not lesser mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So I went from lesser to fewer. So yeah. and I, and I kind of got the uh, knack of, I was always a storyteller, but I, now it's uh, like Stephen King says, people say, I don't believe in grammar. Uh, I think uh, as long as you understand what I'm saying, no. If you are a designer, you need a toolbox and your toolbox is grammar, is language essentially. So I'm not, uh, I'm not an expert uh, in, in English grammar, but I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I think I'm above average, but I, and, 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 uh, uh, so I started writing, my writing changed because of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Hmm. And, but then when you start reading, uh, when you start learning a new art form, like stand-up comedy, for example, it was uh, completely new to me. And, uh, yeah. It's just, it's just, there's so much, there's yeah, yeah. way and more suddenly, dimensions to it. Like, you, know, you listen to what people who have been doing already, you, you take it, take it, for, you, whatever you, they say, you take it at face value because, you no, know, they've been doing it for a few years then. You, you are noob, you just started, right? I remember, yeah. like, uh, when Deirdas came to Bangalore, uh, 
somebody was uh, complaining i mean dude his punchline is like mother chodar ban chodoge and i'm like yeah man what what a hack i i said that but then <laughs> that is like taking his joke out of context and just uh, yeah say uh, how holding on to that one word yeah i want how as opposed how to, people yeah. complain say hey, that joke was taken out of context bro i mean people don't know <laughs> we also do it we also like hey is a hack bro is a then i said okay i don't know what is what was veer's joke how can i be so i, I mean i you evolve i mean whatever so so similarly i understood that stand up comedy is also about or or script writing or writing a novel is your crafting an experience and that's where all this learning whatever little i've learned whatever i've picked up over the years helps me a lot uh, for example when people say in comedy there's something called as rule of 3 i'm like i know it already it kind of makes sense to me because I, i mean that is that is yeah knowing the grammar i used to do it naturally because you know yeah. it made sense uh so yeah. anyway so uh, i so that, that that's how but then because i was in it and i was making so much of not so much of money compared relative i don't make so much of money anyway so it's never enough guys uh so I, and uh, uh so chitra asked me like you know listen i'm i'm i want to go to america to pursue my studies if you are going and i said no i i will regret it all my life i said no i want to stay back in india this is my country um Hmm. I mean, it's not like you bail on your country, you know. That's what I thought. It's like I, I would, we, we could have spent a few years abroad right. and come back and said retired here. I'm just saying. But I, I was very young and stupid, so I didn't go to. Uh, hmm. Yeah, now nothing has changed. I'm just old and stupid now. But anyway, so I went to. Uh, uh, I mean, we got married, and we, she pursued her post graduation in. Uh, she did it in chennai and then after getting married also again it became long distance i was in bangalore she was in chennai yeah <laughs> i was what i was doing I, in bangalore then yeah i did i was Still in doing IT. it right and and did you did you start i mean what was the first book that you were trying to write during all of this <laughs> it was all the ranga hafans Always. It was always around a half pence. So how many, dude? That's insane to me. No, like, no, I never. Uh, I say I have this idea. I'll write up on synopsis, and I'm like, yeah, I'll write character bios. I'll do all that, but never write the book. Writing is discipline, man. Like. Uh, yeah so so no but that's what I'm trying to get at like how long did you did all this other stuff go on around Ranga before you actually uh, it, sat to Ranga? So uh, once. Sorry, uh, Ranga. So once we had a, our daughter came into our lives. Uh, In 2004, 2010, my daughter came into our life. I got married in 2004. So my uh, Chitra, being the super achiever that she is, she says, "You know what? Now I'm taking a break uh, because you know there's a baby in the house. Uh, I'm going to uh, write uh, entrance for doctorate in medicine." And she cracks the seat and she says, "I'm going to Calcutta, mm-hmm. but I will go only if you are going with me." And I said, "What will I do, man? There is no IT mm. in Calcutta. At that time, there wasn't too much. There weren't too many opportunities." And she said, "And I used to work. Yeah, <laughs> I used to work, work for ESPN then, and uh, in Bangalore." And she said, "Dude, how long will you keep like you know, faffing yourself and others that you? Oh, I'm a writer. Um, I want to write a book. Just dump your job. Come, no, we, I'll get a stipend, and uh, three years will will make it work." 
and and she said the worst that will happen is you will never yeah. make it but i will once i come and become a doctor i'm going to like start my career as a doctor practice all that so yeah. you can stay home and uh, continue writing until you become successful and i said yeah but that's some that's mad confidence that she has in you that's an insane uh, like i mean she's taking yeah. up a lot but of she, risk no there. it was a very uh, i would say it was it was an astute uh, I, idea if you think about it what is this she knows that hmm. we are not extravagant people we don't believe in like you know buying fancy cars or buying apartments just for our land or whatever just for the heck of it hmm. like even uh, uh, she's a travel she's like i want to see the world like will will that's what she said like you know take care of your uh, daughter our future whatever secure it rest all travel we should just travel and that's what she she travelled lots and so she's like that she's uh, she's uh, she's the reason uh, one of the main reasons why i was able to take the plunge and you know say okay now get out of the comfort zone so to speak uh, everybody was against it uh, our parents and everybody they, they were like no it is a stupid thing to do you have worked so many years you are at a whatever and even in it again same story i was getting disillusioned i was in sports media I thought, oh my God, I'm so. This is the closest to cricket I'll ever be. Like you know, I you met you met Rahul Dravid, yeah. uh, you know, at, at lunch <laughs> the other day, uh, and I was tra- going to London and New York and whatnot, and I had uh, you know everything. But the thing was, uh, I was getting disillusioned there, and my and I start. I was also big. It was getting to my head and. Uh, it was uh, chitra keeps telling uh, whenever you know opportunity arises that you know how i was completely bogged down by this doing something and i used to believe that you know professional is someone who does it even if he doesn't like it all that bullshit all this you know white people uh, yeah hey your uh, when you tap the table sorry. the mic is shaking and uh, giving noise and, and uh, so <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, i don't mind it personally it's giving impact what you say like you say something and then there's like a bomb <laughs> so uh, yeah and uh, i i dropped the job the entire career hot potato and i wasn't do, uh, doing really well also because i i think i'm not cut out to be uh, you know manager or uh, uh, you know be resp- i didn't want to be responsible for someone else's paycheck as well uh, you know that's a huge responsibility for right. me and I, and i am uh, i'm not cut out for that uh, you know rubbish mm-hmm. i don't want some fancy as Uh, boss telling me that i am not good enough i'm like i mean fuck you uh, and i was told that i was told that uh, you know i was found wanting in communication skills <laughs> i mean that's the i said what really mm-hmm. i said guys i'm planning to write a fucking book you can't tell me i no it's not the language it's the way you talk uh, interpersonal communication skills I said interpersonal communication skills is for fucking losers, and I just quit. And uh, and I, I just quit. And I, I mean, uh, uh, it was um, I was like full on Joe's right. I moved to Calcutta, and she was doing her day in Calcutta. I forgot to mention that. And Adiyan, I went and we were there. Uh, initially, it was fine. We were like, yeah, man, chasing a dream. Open the laptop and write home and <laughs> whatever. <it is." laughs> That's a joke, man. I don't write home, okay? How many of these? But anyway, <laughs> it's okay if you write home, man. 
I still write home at okay. the beginning of all of my notebooks. I, 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 I yeah. Then you realize the words don't come magically, and suddenly you see that your savings are like going away, and um, yeah, that's. And you were a, you were essentially a, a, a house dad. husband, right? Like you were house you were husband, yeah, everything. Stay at home dad, right? Like the, you were the one taking. Yeah, I don't but mind. I don't, I don't mind being it, a house. Uh, it's not a derogatory thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, oh, and, oh, and you had to take care yeah, of the kids. Yeah, and, and I used to, and at that time she was like three, dude. And yeah, I I hate that phrase, man. So your wife wears the pants in your house, huh? No fuck. I mean, two thousand twenty, and people are talking about how pants is a you know a male thing. It's so dumb. I got. A, yeah, yeah. At least it's gone from prostitute uh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. male thing. You know what I mean? Like at least yeah, now the yeah, one wearing pants is in a prostitute. And uh, <laughs> so, but, but uh, uh, so it wasn't. It was a very uh, uh, tempestuous, tumultuous phase of my life where uh, anxiety just kicked in, and I started like uh, we fight a lot and go nuts mental. Right. I used to go nuts inside. And then she said, "You know what? Uh, I, maybe I should go back to a job. You know, all these things happen. All these, you know, existential crises happen uh, yeah. many times. And and I realized that. But one thing was, I was watching my. I don't know how many men world over, not just Indian men. How many uh, men get this opportunity to watch your child to grow from the best seat in the room, the first step, the first word, everything, man. It is mind-boggling to watch her." uh she'll be watching tom and jerry and you know all the classical music things that they play she had them she knew them by heart yeah. and she like she should do all that by herself sit in a chair and watch and hum this water and I'm like, oh my oh. god she has a hmm. the ear for music and all that and it was magical yeah. one I'm, i mean i'm not i'm not trying to overtly romanticize it but this is something most men don't get to do because you know Yeah, you are the hunter, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you are the hunter. Uh, and uh, I always make it a point to tell saying, you know, take six months off and just watch it. If if you if you if your if your wife is expecting and if the baby is on the way, just take six months off. One month off. Just just watch the baby and give her a break. That's also because right. they have done all the hard work we know yeah. how much work you have done in, in terms of contributing to the baby yeah. <laughs> happening so uh <laughs> and finally at one point i just uh, i went for a uh i went for a holiday uh, where uh, chita just gave me 20000 bucks and said go on holiday you, you haven't gone birding i'm a bird watcher by the way uh, and she said you haven't gone birding you need yeah. that thing so just go birding you you also need to stop tapping the the table uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, so i'm i'm i mean you see how i'm drawn to all these things i became a birder when chitra went to study uh, uh, pg uh, post graduation in uh, chennai i became a uh-huh. birder and i saw and that's hmm. i just threw myself into it because that was my way of probably retaining sanity because it's birding is meditation it's uh, you go sit in the field when i say field i mean yeah. woods or a, you know and you sit well, there waiting for this bird and it's penance it's like 
two hours, three hours, nothing happens and you come back home. And that's the thing. Uh, for me, photography was an excuse because I'm not a good photographer at all by any means. But for me, it was like, yeah, if I get a good mm-hmm. photograph, I get to show off, right? So, but the truly, what I truly enjoyed is like watching uh, uh, you know, birds. Like we have an owl who comes every night, like around at some ungodly hour and comes and, you know, they have this beautiful call, screeching mm-hmm. call, the, the barn owls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I went to, uh, I went to this place called uh, Niora Valley National Park in Darjeeling district. It's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so there I went to this uh, place called Lava. It's a mountain hamlet, which is just outside the Niora Valley National Park, which is practically virgin. Mm-hmm. It is, there is not too much of a human footprint there. I mean, it is there, but not so much. It's not like our other uh, Arantambor or Kanaha, you know, where like, you know, yeah. the tigers serve you mm. breakfast in your tent. <laughs> uh, and uh, so there, uh, I went there and it, it was February, I remember, and it was still cold. It was hitting like, you know, sub-zero. And I had a beautiful holiday. And then uh, Chitra also joined me. They came to Darjeeling and I, I went and we had a holiday and that kind of cooled me down. And then I, I, I wrote, in the next yeah. two months, I wrote Ranga Half Pants, two or three months, I think. I was already like, I had started, but I finished mm. it after that, I think. And... Uh, How long was the journey from finishing it to then getting it published uh, and then 18 having months, it I think, or more. Because I was, uh, so I wrote it and I had the draft with me and I was... You know how it is, right? You know, you don't want to put out that YouTube video because you think it sucks, but somehow your friends say, Machan, put it, that's nice. And you know, it's the same thing with books. You don't want people to laugh at you. And what if people say, oh my God, you're a writer. How come there's a typo? Then I said, you know what? It is what it is. And so when Sita Menon, who's a yeah. good friend, Sita Menon is uh, the one who wrote Shore in the City, Go, 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 Go. She wrote it along with uh, Rajan DK. She's yeah. a good friend. And she randomly asked me, so tell me something. Remember you were telling me about that book that you were writing. What happened to it? I said, Sita, I've written it, but it's there. She like, shut up and get in touch with. So she put me in touch with uh, one of India's best literary agents, uh, Kanishka Gupta. I sent it to her and Kanishka said, I'll take uh, uh, one week at least to read this and I'll get back to you. I said, okay. 24 hours, he called me back and said, boss, Let's do it. And this is exactly how I also read Ranga though. Uh, I don't know if you remember the conversation we had around that time because I got a copy and I said, yeah, I'll get back to you in a while about it. And then I had finished it next it morning. <laughs> I could not put it down as soon I don't as know, man. I binge read it. I don't I, know. Whatever, I, I, I don't I know. You know <laughs> whenever I write something, people like, you know, like family man, everybody binge watched it. And <laughs> I'm flexing, I'm flexing. I'm sorry. <laughs> But Ranga was, uh, uh, when, uh, uh, Naveen, not Richard, uh, Kumar, Naveen Kumar, he never, he doesn't read, he's not a, uh, he's not a book guy, he's not a reader. And uh, he said, uh, can you, I got these uh, proof copies, and he said, I also, can you give it to me? I gave it to him, and he, he called me the yeah. next day, texted me the next day and said, uh, it's a superb story, I really liked it. And then slowly I started believing in it, yeah. saying, okay, maybe people will like it. I've only had, like, on Goodreads, I have a decent uh, rating, which means that it, it has it has uh, a kind of a, a pan-India appeal because it's rooted in 
साउथ इंडियन नेस बट स्टिल इट हैज दैट अपील आई गेस सो या दैट वॉज एंड देन इट बिकेम रंगा हम ऑफ पैंस आई सोल्ड द मूवी राइट्स टू वाई नॉट स्टूडियो वर्क विथ एंड दे स्टिल हैव द राइट्स बट वी स्टिल नाउ वी आर डिबेटिंग शुड बी अ मूवी नाउ गिवन द सिचुएशन और शुड इट बिकम अ रंगा or a series in which ranga half pants can become a season and we still talking and yeah so uh, yeah. that's that's an interesting thing uh, you know to to put across like um, when the like you know we tend to aim for to create something and and every time we create something i at least i don't know i feel like that i wanted to be something i ask myself that one question i used to always haunt the question would haunt me is will this stand the test of time will this be relevant 5 years from now does this have shelf life is this the best thing i can put out right now and you know it with comedy i kind of made my peace with the fact that it's yeah. going to be a process it doesn't always need to be and and it's it's all of this is not like for me to my stand up is not art yet you know it's just me practicing a craft yeah. so that i can one day make art um But I was making. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on this rap song right now, for all <coughs> of all the things, uh, and uh, uh, you know the entire idea started with my friend Shashwat uh, from the last episode. Uh, uh, you know, coming up to me and saying, you know, hey, I have this beat, you know, and he just he he sends me a lot of the music he's making, and we always Shashwat discuss what he's Ram up to Ram and stuff like that. So he sent Ram it to Ram me. Apna Shashwat, you also know. We no 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 not from com- my fucking. Shashwat Bulus, remember we the day you st- stayed over at my house, yes, we stayed yes. up all night and yes. got high and, on alcohol. And and <laughs> Shashwat still goes back to that night and says Suman Kumar is like the coolest guy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so you know he sent this beat to me and uh, I didn't want to rap on it, but I just like went. I cannot rap. So you know and the, the entire verse just ended up being about mm-hmm. how I'm the wrong person for the job. Uh, to rap on this, you know, and and I remember taking, I was terrified to send it to anybody for a few months, and then um, I sent it mm-hmm. to two of my friends who are rappers. Uh, one of them is on it also, and and you know uh, what one of them said was just it really got. I said, is it a good verse? Is it a good verse for a rapper? He said, Akash, you should know better than to make something that is good based on mm-hmm. an archetype. You wrote this song for Shashwat. This is you talking to him. It doesn't need to be the best mm. verse ever. Every verse can't be the best verse ever. Some verses are just what you feel then, and that in itself is enough. And I think Rangab Half Pints that way is a. It captures a feeling, so it doesn't need yeah, to yeah. be the most nuanced, most uh, fucking whatever. What you just said, man, you know? that uh, uh, I'm also learning to be a writer. Like for example, my association writing Rangab Half Pints taught me how to write a book. Uh, but I'm. I as. Uh, hmm. Is that my best work? No, it's not. It's, uh, I mean, it, uh, that's what Chitra says. Like she, she's yeah. like. Uh, um, uh, Chitra is my. Like uh, my, my wife, guys. Anyway, so. Uh, uh, okay. They, they, I, I think they know by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she says that you know that's not your best work. Fine, but you have come a long way. Because she has read my. Yeah. Uh, 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 like. Uh, So I wrote a, another book, uh, completely autobiographical, mm. biographical, and uh, she read it and said, "Dude, it's shit," and uh, it, it was shit. It was shit. <laughs> and so she yeah. uh, she said, "You come from there to Ranga Hopkins is like this is a massive amount of improvement," and 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> this whole obsession with that's the point. Uh, I'm, I'm just adding to what you just said. The obsession with, uh, you know, the best is it the best? Is 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 flawed in a certain mm. way. Like for example, in photography, for example, um, it like uh, they ask, uh, is, do you have a sharp image? I'm like, why that? Why? Of course, I'll, I know as a designer, I know why it should yeah. be sharp. Like the reason why people say that no, uh, uh, oh, it's such a sharp, nice nose he has. Sh- sharp is nice. You know what I'm saying? The re- yeah, clarity is everything. Exactly. The reason why uh, people say a sharp nose is a good thing is because it minimizes computational labor. Your brain need not figure out the entire whatever the not so sharp nose. Yeah. Okay. So they your brain yeah. once oh mm. it, it looks at the edges and says ha huh, okay nose okay nice and then it releases uh, yeah. like uh, you know it probably rewards it's a dude it's like your your brain you are the monkey and your brain is the master and it rewards you saying yeah so yeah sharp nose right here take some dopamine and you're like ha huh. which is why and also uh uh which is why it's a flawed philosophy, number one. And I've seen some great photographs which are not don't conform to the so-called laws of photography. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, art is not something that you do for others. Art is something that you do for yourself. Because honestly, yeah. uh, it's the journey. Because that's what, that's what, you know, keeps you awake at night. That's what keeps you alive. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to be romantic or whatever. It's just that what is the one thing that really gives me happiness in my life is what is it? Writing uh, stories, um, you know, writing screenplays, and say say your daughter Suman. Say no, no, daughter, as as daughter, as daughter, as, daughter, daughter, as, daughter, as, daughter, as a vocation. <laughs> of course, my daughter. So, yeah. yeah, I'm writing a gra- graphic novel for her, by the way, which is in the works. And so I mean, I mean. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Sorry so, to because we are end. In a, I mean, I I don't like pushing people along. I feel like uh, yeah. uh, You know, most people watching the podcast, uh, we, are, we are halfway through the. the so I I don't know if you know, but we are doing oh, fifty two episodes in the first season, uh, wow, which is man. a year's worth of episodes. Um, yeah. So you are twenty seven. You are just yeah. over the halfway mark. Um. And and one of the things that I you know that I, I, like people would know you for family man and I think we can always discuss family man but I feel like the journey from point zero to family man right. is really right. what I am most interested in. Uh, so uh, but so hence I don't want to really push you too fast through this. But but what what how did that jump happen between Ranga, which is essentially a literature piece of work, and and family man? Well, I remember you telling me about family man, and I personally was like. I, I was also like little, wait, what, how, when, so how does so, that, that, that jump is, happen? Is it even a jump though? It is a jump. Or is it just a step uh, along the way? Uh, uh, I mean, literature, uh, uh, writing pop fiction and writing for a screenplay is different because, the, I mean, we established a difference up front, which is in a book, it's all you. You created, the, you, you, yeah. you are the one person show who you create the experience of the book. Whereas uh, hmm. cinema, film is, you write for someone else to perform on top of it. It's like, it's like, like somebody Execute. said, it's an invitation yeah. to for other artists to come and perform. 
that's what somebody I don't know who said it mm. but yeah 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 so uh, for yeah. I, it took me a lot of time to understand what it exactly means hey you don't say you you have to you show all that they say but what exactly is that what is the the nuts and bolts of it is because of rajendik uh, uh probably uh, one of the best you know couple of brains uh, that understand hmm. s- cinema f- for what it is and also like you know pushing the envelope in terms of that you know they yeah this uh, i'm not saying it because they are my friends and uh, they are my producers and directors but that's the truth yeah i was friends with dk were they uh, friends before so, all of this or uh, yeah uh, dk and i were hmm. schoolmates and DK and I were the only guys who used to write ah, okay. stories in on notebooks, and we used to exchange the stories and critique each other's work. But uh, DK is also he's uh, he's the brain. He's like he right. He aced his academics and uh, he was a top. Uh, and he did engineering, went to America mm. for work, all that. And that's where he met Raj. That's their story. So uh, when they moved back, and I think. Uh, I mean, I was not in in touch, but I used to uh, message DK once in a while, like, uh, "Hey, I was sure my that song was awesome, man." And uh, he and he was also like, he told me once, you know, when I was uh, when I told him when I was in the US, uh, I I called him, and I think he was in he was in Minneapolis, I think, and I called him, and he said, uh, "You know what? We are the only two guys from our batch." Who are still pursuing our dream? You haven't given up on writing, and I—I I mean, I am—I am—I have also given up on writing, but I'm pursuing something hmm. else altogether, which involves writing, which is uh, you know uh, filmmaking. I said, then that really—I'm yeah, yeah. uh, like that was one of the things that made me not give up on writing, because when it's just when nobody is asking you to do it, it's so easy to give up hmm. on it. So uh, I was. Uh, Yeah, I was to the I was I was in uh, ESPN at the time, and around the time I reached out to him and I said, "Much uh, I'm really like, give me some work." Uh, then he said, uh, "So uh, here's the thing. Here's a most. This is how you never know what will come to your help. Like you know, I remember I used to write blogs. I saw writing stories from Chittoor there, like based on my experiences in Chittoor, like." You know, and in one of the stories i mentioned uh dk you know you know you know and i actually like you know i am pissed off with him in the story because you know my mom used to say look at him first ranker you're also the waste fellow like that that comparison my mom used to say my mom used to like you know bring up many times and i i i'm like that yeah. guy man and he also had a He he got a mustache and I didn't. Okay, so I was <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So see, so, so oh, somebody points out to him saying, "Hey, I don't know how, but your name appears. Is it? Do you know him?" And DK read it and said, "Oh my God! How come you bring so much detail into this story, man? How <laughs> the detailing of it, the story of it? I'm mm-hmm. so." Then I said, "Can I join you?" As a like, can can you give me a gig? Test, I mean, test me out. So, uh, they were yeah. supposed to do a a feature with uh, Shahid, and they were speaking to Kriti Sanan and Nawazuddin Siddiqui and Eros. In fact, 
released a press release in which uh, my name appears saying debutant suman kumar joins rajan dikhe whatever and i mean uh, uh, i think uh, huh. they made sure that my name appears because you know they know what it will mean to me i was on a high but you know like now i've come to understand that in cinema especially huh. in bollywood or you know in the any industry for that matter until the movie comes out hmm. there are no guarantees because there are 10000 things that can oh yeah uh, whatever oh yeah yeah and, and <clears throat> for whatever reasons and, the, and the, do also the go wrong project kept getting <laughs> you know uh, postponed it, it never really happened it will happen some day but it's uh, it got like pushed out so anyway so at that time i had to write uh, uh, the yeah. script and what the what they understood what you know i'm good at story development uh, but in terms of scripting like you know i was still a, a, a you know, still a toddler slowly i started writing and with family man they kind of hand held and said you have to, uh, there are 10 episodes to write so i when i, I co-wrote with them and so right we created uh, family man that way to uh, because an amazon was coming in suddenly uh, we have had that idea for at least a year now family one was supposed to be a movie they had this idea but then we said okay can we make this and pitch this pitch this as a series because you know amazon was asking for you know stories and that's how and we pitched i mean they pitched yeah. i wasn't there and they pitched and they picked it up and I love doing this, mm. and the rest, as they say, <laughs> is history. So I, I wasn't honestly expecting something to go up like that, but uh, it, it's, it's my, to my, till date, it's my biggest achievement in life. Is like imagine. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? What are you supposed to say your daughter's name? Like I. Um, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. <laughs> I, I'm. I can mess. You've slept in my house. <laughs> I can. <laughs> man, I was just, you know, the other day I, I, when I stayed over at a friend's house in Delhi after the shoot, and I was just discussing uh-huh. all the houses that I have stayed at over the years, you know. And I don't know how many people tend to do this, you know. But as comics. So we do this a lot, you know. Of, you know, you're going to a new city to do open mics. You're obviously not affording uh, anything else. So, he's walking, uh, you know, and and obviously this the mm. friend I was living at, you know, he's not a, a comic. They're civilians, as we call them. Um, and uh, uh, you know, I was just, I was like, ha. So I stayed at Navin's Navin's house, and then every time I would say a name, like to me, mm. I'm not thinking of because I don't see Navin Richard as Navin Richard, right? Like, You know, I lived at Zakir's uh, house, and I lived at this, and you've come to my house, and so many Chirai and all have lived at my house over the years, and I feel like you know, it, just again, even in the last episode we were just discussing this, we don't really realize it while it's happening, but you know, sometimes I like to think, oh man, ten years from now, somebody is gonna you know be like, you know that writer Suman Kumar and that comedian Akash, you know those two, <laughs> they used to fucking hang out and, and listen that, to random and Portuguese true, music together, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that album was really something. I remember both Shashwat and Suman were at my house, and we were all considerably buzzed. Yeah. And just all of us had this experience together, you know, where we just all of it. The music took us. <laughs> and for three songs, Suman is like, "Wow, wow, wow!" Fourth song, we look at Suman; he has passed out. <laughs> 
my second book but uh, right. i have a vague idea but i What's really don't about? know i i realize that you know i cannot be uh, uh i can never be the literary giant that i want to be because i don't have that in me i don't have that in me i don't have that can, can literary giant still exist yeah of course in today's modern era do you think that's a No, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, like, like I was talking about this with Punit also, um, you know, and Saurabh also, and right. all the books that Saurabh has written yeah. have essentially now become pitches for, uh, you know, uh, this thing. Uh, Punit to gave up on the idea of publishing only, saying that what is the point? Uh, writers also make most of their money from speaking engagements, unless you are in the top five percent or whatever, one percent. Do you see that? Like, I, I, I personally, like, I feel like if I ever wrote a book. and i i will 100% write a book in my life but uh, okay. it will uh, it will always be like a personal idea oh my god he is he's a writer that uh, aura doesn't exist anymore because it's mm-hmm. yeah it is another job in the arts and and that's what it is that's what it is it is that's a, that's what storytellers do i'm talking about fiction and but even non fiction is you know you have to string the story together to so to speak and there is writing and there is craft involved but Mm-hmm. that aura is not there anymore the the aura of oh my god he, he is a writer right um like yeah and i am a storyteller okay and there is a reason why i tell this mm. the kind of jokes that i tell whatever few jokes i have and and the kind of movies that i am really excited when somebody says hey this is the idea i'm like oh my god i want to write that uh and for each art form there is a certain uh, thing that excites me so i want to tell stories in as many platforms as possible number one number two is yeah i'll make money from uh, films and one day hopefully stand up will also start you know kind of paying me once i get back to it because i've taken a back seat right now i'm only doing zoom shows mm-hmm. or whatever but that's not i don't know if it's if it's a real deal but i continue to do it but not as one should practice his or her art which is go out it every day do open mics i'm not doing that anyway so uh the reason why i want to write books to is uh they are unique in the sense uh a movie can give you can create only one experience that is it is the vision of the creators that you see which is executed by a bunch of artists who have come together and that's film and that's only one experience we have created yeah. there are, there's no room for ambiguity there is no room for misinterpretation sure th- there is always room for misinterpretation but uh, my point is uh, a book is i don't know what your experience was with ranga half pants 
if some hundred people did it, it's hundred unique experiences. And you know, <clears throat> that is why I want to write yeah. books more than anything, anything else. Imagine you are uh, not because uh, I mean I don't know. It, it's kind of it's uh, it gives you that high. Uh, there is no ex- logical rational explanation to this. Also, mm. coupled with the fact that right now books are in demand again because of the whole uh, the pandemic and it drove people towards OTT platforms, people started consuming content. Now they're habituated, they're to long form content. People who have never seen a series have seen a series during this lockdown and during this whole COVID situation, right? So there is, that's why books are getting picked up. Every, uh, every book out there is getting picked up, right? So now, if I write a book, it mm. will be, that will always be playing at the back of my head. Well, if that makes me a sellout, so be it. I mean, I I don't care, but my point is, I will still... T- yeah. I, I really enjoyed becoming yeah. a sellout comedian <laughs> because uh, there were no seats left to sell after that. And... And whenever someone says, nah, oh, oh, Susuka joke karke ticket bechta hai, I'm like, ah, but I think it's, uh, you know, missing the ticket bechta hai part. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, so, it's, uh, it's, uh, book is my, my, like, I have, as an, as an artist, I have many muses, many mistresses, and writing is the wife. Stand-up is there, uh, uh, film writing is there. But <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. such a wonderful so, summation. Yeah. Of it. Uh, ah. Yeah. I really okay, enjoyed man. my. Uh, I think, thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you for that. Dude. I really I enjoyed. Like, uh, actually, yeah. No, it was like a trip down memory lane for me, which I've, for some strange reason, never done with anyone. Who the who the hell asks you? I, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm that important that you know yeah, somebody will sit me down and say tell me. So where were you? Uh, nobody will. But I know why you do it. It's because you know you know my stories and you know small town and all that. Plus, yeah. No, and I, and I think mm. it's that's what I mean. Like every time I've seen a piece of art and enjoyed it, uh, I've enjoyed the person who made the art almost as much as the art every single time. Because, uh, you know, yeah. we all take for granted what we see on a screen. Yeah, yeah. We, we really don't think about how much goes it's, into or what goes into the person yeah. on that screen. Everybody from the makeup guy on the set, yeah. you know, to, to the and, and yeah, lead actor uh, has a and, uh, This one's for uh, you guys. Uh, uh, it takes the same amount of time and effort and hard work to make a bad film. So, the next time you don't like a film, sure, please... Yeah. Tell whoever uh, on your blog or, or as a review that you don't like the movie. But you don't have to, or for that matter, even a joke. A joke has done a uh, practice at least a hundred times before it comes out as a video. That's, I mean, I'm being generous here. It's not hundred, it's like many times. So if you don't like the joke, uh, if you don't like a joke, I mean, yes. <laughs> you don't have to hit the play button on YouTube. Nobody's forcing you to watch it. So. On that uh, note, I think uh, this is my equivalent of a TED talk. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you so much for being on this, man. Uh, it has been a pleasure. 
that was akash mehta and friends with suman kumar we'll be back next week with uh, another uh, an, another friend i honestly i am also a little i don't know if it's been on your mind as uh, a viewer or as a patron but uh, we definitely have a, a skewed gender when it comes to guests and um, and i just wanted you to know that i know that this is happening it's uh, nobody's mentioned it to me but i know it's happening so so uh, yeah i'm working on it we are fixing that it's not uh, it's definitely not intentional and it's definitely as much a logistics thing and and uh, you know there are other factors to it which is making it happen but we are working on it um <coughs> my voice is now failing uh but yeah that was the episode back next week with more see you thank you so much patrons if you would like to support this podcast and help it to keep happening uh, you can definitely log on to the website or the link below and uh, help us out thank you so much